Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are, and it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Is Juneteenth a leftist holiday? Dan Crenshaw is getting attacked from the right and it is time to play everyone's favorite guessing game. Is Hillary Clinton running for president again? This is Can't Cancel Rob Smith. Oh, Problematics, we are here today. And if you go to my Facebook page, my Instagram page, or my Twitter page at Rob Smith Online, you will see a video element to this. Yes, we are in video today, so please go to all my social media handles and check those out. So look, let's talk about Juneteenth, all right? So Juneteenth is here. It was actually this past... Sunday, and it was observed yesterday on Monday, so trading was closed, and a lot of companies were closed in observance of the Juneteenth holiday. And so this is what I think. This is what I truly think. And I bet if you are not black, you had never even heard of Juneteenth until maybe a few years ago. So problematics, if you're not black, and if you've never heard of Juneteenth, I'm going to break down what Juneteenth is to you, and then I I really want to give you my thoughts on this, because I think that it is something that is very much um, in the danger zone of sort of being lost to leftism, okay? And I'm going to explain to you why. So what is Juneteenth? Um, Also known as Emancipation Day or Freedom Day, Juneteenth commemorates June 19th, 1865, when federal troops arrived in Galveston, Texas, and gave word to enslaved African Americans that they were free more than two years after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. So what this means is that There were people that were still slaves that did not know that slavery was over, well over two years after it was over, right? And so, is this an important part of American history? Yes, absolutely. Should it be celebrated and appreciated? Sure. 
But this is the thing. My spidey sense starts tingling when something that was a very niche black holiday starts to become mainstreamed and, and sort of pushed by corporations who bow down to liberals. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, like I said, I'm black. Juneteenth has been a thing for decades at this point. Like I remember I lived in Harlem for years and years and years. And in any black community, you're going to see Juneteenth celebrations. You're going to see Juneteenth street fairs. You're going to see a lot of community-oriented Juneteenth celebrations. This is a thing that has been around the black community for years and years and years. But like I said, my spidey sense starts tingling when you start realizing that this is something that, oh, is all of a sudden being pushed now, right? So it was recognized as a federal holiday last year. So granted, um, the market's closed and there's a lot of corporations and companies that are making this a paid company holiday. And what did this coincide with? What did this sort of national celebration of Juneteenth coincide with other than the BLM protests and, and, and St. George Floyd and all of that stuff that was going on, right? And so this is the danger when there is something that is a huge part of both Black American history and American history is something that sort of starts being corporatized and not only corporatized, but also sort of taken over by the far left. And I'm going to show you an example of exactly what is happening here. So this is a teacher that is, this is not from Libs of TikTok, uh, even though Libs of TikTok sort of like pioneered this genre. This is a teacher basically having her students pledge allegiance to the Pan-African flag. This is a, a real thing. And one. Face up. On the count of three. One, two, three. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the Afro-American people. Under God, I will protect freedom. Seek peace, honor our ancestors, and encourage and support the development and prosperity of people of African descent. You may be seated. Okay, and so this is somebody, by the way, she recorded this herself and put this on the internet. Okay, so these people are telling on themselves. So when you watch that video, look at number one, the things that she was saying. So it's obviously modeled in the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag, right? And also she's holding her hand up in the fist, right? And so this is the issue, and this is sort of the danger of this overall celebration of Juneteenth. Like I said before, Juneteenth isn't inherently a bad thing to celebrate, to appreciate, to know. But like I said, this stuff gets taken over by leftists. And why does it get taken over by leftists? Why does it get taken over by the far left? It gets taken over by the far left so they can use this stuff to separate Americans. And this is the issue that I have with this. And like I said, this teacher, you know, she told on herself because she put this video on the internet. Of course, it was it was grabbed. And, you know, if this went super viral, like I don't think this went crazy viral, but this is what happens. So these liberals and these leftists telling themselves, they put this stuff onto the internet. And as soon as there's any pushback, they become the victims of these evil sort of right-wing conservatives that have an issue with this. And so every time there's something like this that, that comes along, the fear 
is that it's going to be taken over by leftism. So we saw this, and I keep on threatening you guys that I'm going to do a uh, Pride Month episode, which I will do before the end of this month, I'm telling you. So these things are there. These things are there to celebrate whether American history, whether it's black history, whatever, and automatically it gets sort of taken over by leftists. So now, and also, and here's the thing with corporations who sort of bow down to these liberals and these leftists, you can never bow down to these people enough. There's an article in the, in the, uh, the LA Times, and this is literally the title of the article, T-shirts, ice cream, retailers cash in on Juneteenth. There's backlash. And so the crux of this article is a lot of these sort of uh, liberal activists, I'm not even going to call these people far left because they could be mainstream liberals because this is what mainstream liberalism is um, at this point. So a lot of these liberals, the same liberals that pushed for Juneteenth to become a national holiday, the same liberals that pushed for these corporations to recognize this and, of course, donate the money to it and, of course, you know, shut down the companies and all that in, in, celebration, to, in celebration of Juneteenth, they have an issue that now some of these corporations are making money off of this stuff. Um, a search for Juneteenth articles... A search for Juneteenth items, and this is from the LA Times article. Among online retailers such as Amazon and JCPenney produced various merchandise, including toothpicks with Pan-African flags, party plates, and balloons. And so this is the thing that they have the issue with. And this is what some of these people are saying. And this is, again, from the LA Times. Um, and also, of course... Um, the backlash this is from the LA Times comes as companies promise after the police killing of George Floyd in May 2020 to no longer stay silent and bow to take an active role in confronting and educating customers and employees on systemic racism. Blah, 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 blah. So at this point, 33% of the survey of 200 employees are offering Juneteenth as a paid holiday to their staff. That's up from 9% last year in a survey of more than 400 companies conducted shortly before Juneteenth was declared a federal holiday. So this is the direction that we're moving into. And I want to sort of give um, an overall view of exactly what I'm trying to say here, which is that these things will always be taken over by leftism. So it's going to be very easy for, and one of the reasons why, by the way, I don't take hits on Juneteenth subjects like when i'm doing the cable news thing because i got a lot of uh, a lot of requests to go and talk about you know juneteenth and all that and i'm like no i'm not gonna go to these platforms i'm not gonna be like the black conservative leaning guy that's gonna go talk crap about juneteenth like i'm not gonna be that person and so what i wanted to do was to have the platform of this podcast to give you an overall view of exactly what i believe and exactly why this stuff is is sort of following the leftism <clears throat> and I'm going to end this with a note to these companies, right? So you've already been pressured by a lot of these liberal activists to recognize Juneteenth as a federal holiday. Fine. You've already been pressured by them to, you know, shut the markets, make it a paid holiday and all of that stuff. Fine. And that is not going to end, mind you. Um, eventually, at some point in probably about 10, 15 years, a lot of these companies are going are to be doing this, which, again, is fine. The thing with these corporations, and what you really have to make sure that you are not doing is you have to make sure that you are not bowing down to every single thing that these people say because nothing will ever be enough. Now, 
they've gotten it to the point where it is celebrated as a holiday, but now they don't want you to capitalize on it. They don't want you to make money off of this. And the interesting thing about this LA Times article that it brings up is that um, it compares it to Cinco de Mayo, right? Which is at this point, just this sort of celebration of Mexican culture, Mexican heritage, and a lot of the far left people and the, the Latinxes, you know, all of them a couple of years ago, they tried to start, you know, talking crap about Cinco de Mayo and saying that it shouldn't be this, shouldn't be that. People generally didn't care. Um, companies continued to make money off of Cinco de Mayo, and, and I think that that's fine. And I think that it's fine for companies to continue to make money off of Juneteenth. So like I said, to wrap this up, corporations take note. You recognize Juneteenth as a holiday, fine. Um, stop listening to these people. This is the point where you stop listening. This is the point where you say Juneteenth is a federal holiday. We appreciate this. We celebrate this. And then we move on. Because if you do not do this, if you do not stop these people right now, then you will always be bowing down to whatever their demands are. And I will tell you that over the next decade, this Juneteenth thing, just like I showed you in that video, it is going to become further and further left. It has become more and more of not a celebration of black history, but a way to separate blacks from American history. And so note that. And note that it is coming. And remember who told you first. All right, next up, Congressman Dan Crenshaw is getting attacked by far-right activists in Texas. I'll have more for you after the break. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The far right does not like Dan Crenshaw, and they let him know. So they think he's a globalist and a political hack who is more concerned with being liked by CNN and MSNBC than in actually putting forth America first policies. And so I'm going to get into that a little bit. And so Dan Crenshaw got pretty much, and I don't want to say attacked, I think that's a strong word, he got confronted 
by a lot of these far left activists, excuse me, a lot of these far right activists when he was in Texas for the uh, the Texas GOB convention. And the thing about a lot of these conventions and, and why I think probably a lot of these congressmen and women and a lot of these sort of very large figures do not like going to these places because, first of all, before we even get into this, there are lots of different segments and lots of different people that are in the sort of conservative movement, even in the America First movement, right? So the people that are actually in elected office, like the Dan Crenshaws and, and we'll say the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, there are people that are political commentators like myself. Um, there are the far-right activists who are people, and I, I would call them internet people. And so these people exist only on the internet, right? And so what they do is they try to sort of have these gotcha moments with these very large political figures, right? So they do it to, to Charlie Kirk. They do it to Ben Shapiro. Um, it has been done to me before when I was on stage with Charlie Kirk. Like, you know, we got uh, harassed by these sort of far-right activists. And, you know, they get the clip, and then they put it on Twitter, and then they get more followers. And, and, and so this is a thing. So I just want to give you some background in, in terms of how, the, how this thing works. So back to Crenshaw. So I understand these critiques of Crenshaw. I don't think that they're necessarily true. And I'm going to tell you why before we get into all this. So first of all, when it comes to Crenshaw, he voted with America First Trump policies most of the time, right? Um, and so you can make the argument that, you know, Crenshaw is a globalist or Crenshaw is this or Crenshaw is that based on other things that he's done. A lot of people have the an issue with the fact that he voted to send billions of dollars to the Ukraine, which was, if you know the base, one of the most tone-deaf things that you could have done was to vote to send that money to the Ukraine. Uh, because that money is, it, nobody knows where that money is going. Um, we are in the midst of a recession right now. You know, the, the Biden people are not saying that we're in a recession, but I believe that we are. And so when we're in the midst of what's going on right now, they're literally, literally printing out billions of dollars to send to Ukraine. And that's what just happened, right? And so a lot of people that are in that sort of America First movement do not like that Dan Crenshaw voted for that. But like I said, he votes with America First Trump policies a lot of the time. And he took a little heat, uh, I believe it was a few months back, when he was defending Kinzinger. Because, you know, Kinzinger is the left's favorite uh, never Trumper. He's probably gonna, you know, run for president uh, in 2024 just because he's, you know, he's a never Trumper, and you know, MSNBC loves him and all that stuff. But what Crenshaw noted, and I thought that he was very astute and very uh, correct about this, was that no matter what Kinzinger said about Trump to MSNBC, he voted with Trump policies most of the time, right? But the far right thinks that this guy's a globalist. They think that he shouldn't have voted for Ukraine. They do not like the fact that he was at the World Economic Forum, you know, where the elites of the planet get together and, and figure out um, how to better screw uh, the working class people of America. But anyway, this is why people think that Crenshaw is a globalist, that, that he is, um, you know, a neocon and, and all of these things that they're saying. So I'm going to play you. This is them confronting, this is these far-right activists confronting Dan Crenshaw in Texas at the uh, the Texas GOP convention. This is five dollars here, and you're giving Ukraine all this money and red flag laws too, Dan. That's ridiculous. Hey, Dan, why are you on the World Economic Forum, Young Global Leaders? 
World Economic Forum, Young Global Leader. Dan, what's Klaus Schwab's number? You got Klaus Schwab's number? Klaus Schwab's number, Dan. Hey, Dan. World Economic Forum, Young Global Leader. Hey, Dan. Dan, how are they? Dan, what's better, Aspen or Davos? Hey, Dan. Dan, how's Davos? Nice mountains there, Dan. You like Klaus Schwab? Hey, is Klaus Schwab your grandpa, Dan? Do you have Thanksgiving dinner at his house, Dan? Okay, so number one, okay, so here's the thing. That was not attacked, all right? Um, that was not attacked. These were people that were confronting him in, in public, and I didn't see anything untoward about that. Were there some things that I personally would not have said? Absolutely. But that's not attacked. Like, that's being held accountable. And I'm not condoning this, but I think that there's a lot of people that are that are sort of, oh, my God, this is disgusting, and this is honorable, and blah, blah, blah. Look, first of all, there is nobody that is in elected office right now that is above being challenged by people that, that disagree with them, first of all, right? Um, is that something I would have done? Absolutely not. But I think that to call it attacked and to call it physically assaulted, I think that that's a lot. I think that that's a lot. So... Let's just put it at that. And so another thing that I think is that this plays right into Dan Crenshaw's hands. If you are somebody that does not like Dan Crenshaw, this is playing right into his hands. So he's attacked, attacked, again, that word. He is confronted by some of these very far-right people who, by the way, most sane people have to actively distance themselves from, right? Um, this guy, Alex Stein, he is funny. I chuckled. Uh, at a couple of things in that clip because, you know, he's funny. He's a comedian. I mean, I patch McCain is not something that I would say. Uh, that was something that was coined by, by Tucker Carlson, of course, and it was sort of latched onto by the far right. But this is the thing. And this is what I, when I say that this is playing right into the hands of, of somebody like, like Crenshaw. So now all of these people have, have come out and just have been, oh, we're so disgusted by this attack on an honorable Republican congressman by these far-right, right-wing lunatics. Okay, so this is what Adam Kinzinger said. Again, Adam Kinzinger. And they, you know, these two play footsie together a lot. Uh, Adam Kinzinger says, where's Kevin McCarthy? He's supposed to defend his members. Now, granted, Crenshaw is an MTG or a crazy, but GOP leader should still say something. Does McCarthy also appreciate McCain's war record, right? Uh, and so that was the sort of the biggest name on here that, that's sort of going on the, the pearl-clutching uh, tour, right? And so what I think about this is, like I said, these people are playing right into Crenshaw's hands with doing this. Because, look, what this is going to make him look like to the MSNBC crowd, and, and one strong critique that I have of Dan Crenshaw is that he is a little too into what the MSNBC and CNN crowd think of him, right? And that plays into the things that he does and the things that he votes for. Now, a lot of people on the right do not like the fact that Crenshaw has given cover to red flag laws because they know that when you budge an inch on the Second Amendment, then these people will just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing until the Second Amendment doesn't exist anymore, right? So a lot of people do not like that. But of course, the MSNBC, CNN crowd loves that. Um, so what this does is, like I said, it makes them look like the sensible Republican to that crowd, and it gives them cover to do things like support red flag laws and send billions of dollars to the Ukraine. Now, like I said, 
Is confronting him in this way something that I would have done? Absolutely not. But you have to understand too. And I know all the time it's problematic. It seems like I'm playing both sides of this. I'm really not. But you have to understand that these Congress people, when they get to a point that they're in, whether these Congress people, these politicians, whether it's Dan Crenshaw, whether it's Kevin McCarthy, whether it's Lindsey Graham, whether it's even on the other side of the aisle, whether it's the um, Newsom in California, these people are in this bubble. And these people do not exist out of this bubble. So what these people do is they are constantly surrounded by people that are on the comms team, by people that are donors, by people that are fundraisers, by people or whatever. And so they become divorced from the reality of what the base that put them in office is saying. The base does not like red flag laws. The base hated the fact that any of these people were voting to send billions of dollars to the Ukraine. But they're so inoculated in this bubble that they're in, they don't realize that. So is that attack, like, is that something that I would have done? No. Is that language that I would have used? Absolutely not. But you have to understand that activists and people that are in that base, people that voted to send this person to D.C., have every single right Short of physical threats, right? They have every right to speak their mind. And that is what I believe because, you know, before Second Amendment is the First Amendment, which is free speech. And like I said, is this stuff that I would have said? Uh, absolutely not. But I agree with their right to say it. All right, next up, problematics. Hillary Clinton is in the news again, but is she running again? I will tell you exactly what I think after the break. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So, <laughs> I've got a confession to make about Hillary Clinton. I, 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 have to have, I have to make this confession. I actually love Hillary Clinton. I love Hillary Clinton. She is my favorite political villain. She is to politics what um, Jason Voorhees is to Camp Crystal Lake. She is my favorite political villain. She just does not quit. She has more political lives than anybody else. If you're paying any attention, um, she actually, not she, but a lot of people that were behind her campaign and behind the Steele dossier and all of that stuff actually went to court. Of course, they, they all got off. But if you were paying attention to that trial, you'd know that absolutely, like these people were behind the Steele dossier. These people were behind um, the Russian collusion narrative that dogged Trump for years and years and years um, at the start of his presidency. There's still some brain dead liberal to this day <laughs> that will tell you that the Steele dossier was real, that there was Russian collusion. And they will never not believe this. This is the power and the super villainy of Hillary Clinton. She just does not quit. All right. And when you start hearing about Hillary Clinton in the press, you had better believe she is up to something. 
it, it you know, it's like Scooby Doo, it's like Friday the 13th, it's like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Big Bad, all wrapped into one. Hillary Clinton is that person. And I do believe, like I said, that when you start seeing her in the news, you have to know that Hillary Clinton is up to something. Now, she is calling out Democrats for going too far left. So this is what she is saying. So <clears throat> she made these comments in an interview with the Financial Times that came out a couple days ago. The reporter pressed Clinton to state her position on some of the issues Democrats have pushed for on the national level that are unpopular among most Americans. Now, problematics, you don't need me to tell you exactly what these issues are. We have lived through the last couple of years. We have lived through um, the deep on the police rhetoric. Uh, we have lived through, and honestly, to tell you the truth, if you are just a mainstream sort of center-right conservative, or even if you're a mainstream liberal, like you don't know how deeply far left they've gone. But if you listen to people like me, Problematics, or if you listen to Can Cancel Rob Smith, uh, you would know that these people are going down the rabbit hole of of uh, transgender health care for toddlers. That's a real thing. They went down the defund the police rabbit hole. Um, they went down, you know, the abolish prisons rabbit Like, it's crazy, right? And so this is what Hillary Clinton said to the Financial Times. I'm going to give you the quote. This is what she actually said. I'm going to spare you a, a Hillary Clinton impression. I don't, I don't even know how to do one. I should, I should work on that. This is what she said. Democrats seem to be going out of their way to lose elections by elevating activist causes, notably the transgender debate, which are relevant only... Oh, excuse me. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Problematics. I'm sorry. This is the question. This is the question. Problematics is the question. Democrats seem to be going out of their way to lose elections by elevating activist causes, notably the transgender debate, which are relevant only to a small minority. What sense does it make to depict J.K. Rowling as a fascist? The reporter asked. Again, Problematics is the reporter. It's not Hillary Clinton. And this is how she responded. We are standing on the precipice of losing our democracy and everything that everybody else cares about then goes out the window. Look, the most important thing is to win the next election. The alternative is so frightening that whatever does not help you win should be a priority. Okay, let's unpack this a little bit. First of all, to Democrats, the... <laughs> Whatever upcoming election is coming up is the most important election of your lifetime. It is the election that is going to save democracy. If Democrats are not kept in power, your entire way of life is going to end. This is what she said. And, you know, if you are still alive after four years of Trump, um, it's just barely. You know, you just barely survive because that is what happens when Democrats don't lose elections, right? In this is obviously out of step with what a lot of people are experiencing, right? Because there are a lot of people, even people that voted for Joe Biden, that are looking back to the Trump years and they are saying, man, my gas was cheaper. My groceries were more inexpensive. Uh, we weren't <laughs> printing out uh, $45 billion to send to the Ukraine. And there weren't supply chain issues that are affecting every single level of my life. But to the Hillary Clintons of the world, um, she is not speaking again. She's not speaking to anybody on the center. She is speaking only to a left-wing base. And so you have to unpack this, and you have to unpack Hillary Clinton. And this is the thing with Hillary Clinton. She has never made a choice that wasn't 
focus group poll tested within an inch of his life. So if she is getting out here and saying these things, if she is getting out here and saying to that sort of left-wing base that you need to STFU about trans kids and about pride flags and about defunding the police and abolishing prisons and eliminating Thursday, like all of this crap, if she's telling these people that you have to STFU about that, then that means that she knows, and a lot of these Democrats and people on the left knows, that these things are deeply unpopular. Because if they were popular among the base, she would be advocating for them now in the same way that she was advocating for these things in 2020, you know, until they became unpopular, right? And so when the far left was in control, the message was all about defund and BLM, like she was all over it. And now that these people are about to get demolished, that these people are about to get their proverbial butts handed to them in November, she's all about turning the page. So what does this mean? It means the same thing that it means whenever Hillary Clinton comes back onto the national stage, that she's probably thinking about running again. And a lot of people, you know, she, of course, she has said in interviews that that is out of the question. Of course, she has said that she will never run again. But this is what I think about Hillary Clinton, because, you know, (laughs) because evil never dies, first of all. Um, But if she sees an opportunity to go seize power, if she sees an opportunity with Biden being as old and feeble and ailing as he is, If she sees this opportunity, she is going to go take this opportunity to run again. So do not be surprised, Problematics, if like Jason coming back sequel after sequel after sequel and reboot after reboot after reboot, Hillary Clinton comes back and decides to make a run for it for president one more time. And if 2024 ends up being a rematch between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, we can just all pretty much rest secure that we have already died and and we're just in hell. And that is what's going on. All right, uh, Problematics, thank you so much for listening. If you are enjoying the podcast, please Download and subscribe to Can't Cancel Rob Smith everywhere you find your podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you find your your podcasts. If you love me and can't get enough of Rob Smith, please follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Rob Smith Online. And um, I'll see you every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday for Can't Cancel. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So Rob Smith. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.